0: I don't know what the hell is wrong with you guys, but the Puppy 2 just launched like a couple of days ago and it's already 40% full. You're a bunch of sickos, so I figured if we're gonna stream a Puppy 2 draft, we better do it because you guys are gonna fill it before I get a chance <laughs> to do so. So let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and draft in the Puppy 2, eh? Okay? Good afternoon, good afternoon. Hopefully, everybody is having a wonderful day one. Scott Fishbowl, Scott Fishbowl day one. Um, if you were able to get in, or 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 wanted to get in, or um, whatever, into this year's Scott Fishbowl, we did create a channel in the Spike Week Discord to uh, just everybody to kind of hang out and talk a little bit about their teams. The teams that they're seeing, I'm currently uh, like two picks away. I think from my pick in in my league, I'm picking tenth, and I'm really hoping that one of the uh, one of the superstar quarterbacks comes to me. On top of that, we also um, added the Scott Fishbowl app from Josh ADHD to Spike Week. This year, I can go ahead and share my screen. We can look at that really fast. If you see here and we go to Scott, Scott Fishbowl, this might take a second to load. Um, But Josh's app is here on the website. And uh, so anybody can take a look, right? You don't have to be even participating in Scott Fishbowl and you can see kind of what's going on across all the different leagues, right? Obviously he hears he has here um, kind of a basic dashboard um, and then all sorts of different fun stuff. Right. Looking at players, my team, I haven't drafted anybody yet, but uh, I've been I've been sitting here staring at this ADP tab watching. um, I know this is a a little zoomed out here, but watching like some of these crazy like, uh, let's see here. I mean kyler murray and joe burrow going 13th overall in a super flex league is pretty crazy i mean josh allen going fifth overall is pretty crazy i don't know if people didn't know that it wasn't that it was super flex or what but uh some fun stuff if anybody wants to take a look at that um like i said currently totally free on on the website and then um, the other big thing I was going to do kind of why I wanted to do this. Well, obviously, like I said at the top, why I wanted to do this was because the puppy two is going to fill so damn fast that, uh, <laughs> if I don't, if I don't stream a puppy draft now, it, uh, I won't get a chance to do so, but I did just put up yesterday, um, the playbook for the puppy two, if you're not familiar, uh, maybe a new, Viewer or a non subscriber, or just new in general to best ball, whatever, um, on Spike Week, I'm doing a playbook for every single best ball tournament that's out there. I am going to lump together, uh, which is what I'm working on next, the DraftKings single entry tournaments. But as you see here, um, the Drafters Best Ball Championship is up there, the Puppy Two is up there, and, uh, working on Best Ball Mania, working on, um, DraftKings stuff. And so you'll be able to kind of see a, a, a general strategy. I'm going to give away all the goods because this is for premium subscribers, but you'll see here, you know, quickly some, some, right, some things and reason, you know, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of stuff here, right? Roster construction, some players to target, situations to target, all of that good stuff is here in that. And I wanted to draft, so I, maybe I will end up giving away a little bit, a little bit of the goods uh, as we get into this. Draft because um, I do think there are some interesting exploitable edges, if you will, in these these puppy tournaments specifically. So we'll just talk for two seconds about why that is and like maybe the the nuances of the puppy drafts. So if you're unfamiliar, again, these uh, underdog launches these they call them puppy you know puppy one, puppy two, puppy three, whatever five dollar best ball tournaments they're so popular that they fill super fast i mean this lo- what did this launch friday is that right i think it was friday i can't keep i can't keep track but i i think on friday that they launched this puppy and it's 40% so it, obviously it's monday afternoon it's 40% full already so You know, what that means is this thing, despite having six figures of entries, is going to fill really fast and only be during this small pocket of time. So because it's only during this small pocket of time, right, let's just call it one week. It's only open for one week. There are kind of some specific nuances to more advantageous situations for us to try to pounce on now. We're at this pre-training camp phase. We're at this weird spot of the off season where honestly we really don't know anything. I mean, we don't know if Deshaun Watson is getting suspended. We don't know if Alvin Kamara is getting suspended. Doesn't seem like Dalvin Cook's getting suspended, but who knows? Michael Thomas is posting videos that m- make him look like he still can't move on on Instagram and stuff. There's so much unknown. But because of that, if we attack some of the appropriate uncertain situations. We have th- that's where we stand to benefit the most, and so that's kind of a lot of the the premise of what I went into in the playbook is those are the kinds of things we really want to attack in this because in this pocket of time we're not drafting against it like in best ball mania where okay if I swing and miss on um you know x running back I shouldn't say if I swing and miss if I correctly hit. Even on the Daryl Hendersons of last year or whatever, and people find out about that later. We, uh, sorry, I, I didn't realize. Tommy says, uh, uh, "Splash play is going on right now." That's okay. We can uh, we can uh, uh, talk over Splash Play, and then everybody from Splash Play can come over here when they're done. But if we hit on, you know, last year's what I what I brought up in the in the piece was if we hit on Daryl Henderson of last year, Sony Michelle of last year, Eli Mitchell, CPAT, um, what could have been Gus Edwards, right? What could have been James Robinson? Um, those kinds of situations, if we hit on those, I mean, Michael Thomas going down and drafting Marquez Calloway in the 18th round, Marquez Calloway didn't hit, right? Traquan Smith didn't hit, but those are the kinds of situations that you stand to benefit the most from, and you don't have to deal with later teams still getting those guys. You're the only, you're the only teams that get them at these costs, and so you're getting maximum benefit because everybody's drafting in this exact same environment. If people that are drafting in August and September come back and 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 draft, whatever, Marquez Callaway. They also have the benefit of getting more information on Sony Michelle, getting more information on not really CPAT, but you know what I'm saying? So you we're there's it's the one type of tournament where we have this nuance of being able to totally maximize our situation of what do I win? If I'm right about this situation. So, um, Jake, Jake, hello. Tommy says, uh, yeah, but they're touting the Stochastic stream because Spags is on it. On right after they're done. Oh. I still can't do that. I still have to do a double take of uh, the Stochastic thing because that's... Yeah, I'll, it's always... So kind of like how... Uh, uh I just hopped in the Puppy too. by the way. Six more if anybody wants to join. Um, it's kind of like how uh, Roto World will always be Roto World you will never catch me saying nbc sports edge never ever 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 it's roto world i still type in roto world into the browser so i'm never going to call it uh, god damn it eighth overall i cannot i can I, i'm on a terrible run here of not getting in the top 5 for everyone that you know knows the top 5 is really where we want to be In uh, these, in these drafts. Hello, welcome. Welcome, Michael. 111. See, I would at least rather be 111 than 108 because typically someone that's available at 111 is really the same type of guy I'm taking at 108. So like, there's nothing... There's like almost nothing, maybe 106. Like if you prefer Kelsey or Diggs or or if you prefer Eckler or one of those running backs, maybe like 106 or something is a little bit different. But like 108 and 111 are just like no, absolutely no different. Jacob, of course, our good friend Jacob Sanderson. Uh, this this is so true. Love a love a good old 105. Great Monday vibes. I mean, 105 is just the absolute stones, right? Like you guarantee yourself one of the top tier players. And it doesn't really matter which one it is to you. It's usually Jefferson or Chiefs, which are like my probably my two favorite players to draft in all, in, in in any draft. So, like, like he, just, he just gets Justin Jefferson, you know? Amazing. The 105 is just absolutely amazing this year. Whereas, you know, it, um, it looks like, and there goes Diggs. I just have been taking so much Kelsey, and I'm really trying to stop. So I think I'm just gonna take Devante. I haven't really been taking a ton of a ton of Devante actually. So I'm let's go let's go Devante Adams here. Um, absolutely not, Alex. I will not take the big dog. Um, you were close to getting banned for even bringing it up. Tommy says Diggs is gonna be stupid high in my exposure because I'm taking him six through twelve, which seems like a popular take. I agree. That was actually why I was almost kind of happy that Graham took uh took Diggs in front of me because I do I do the same thing. I take Diggs. I mean, we see Dig look look, Diggs average ADP now is eight. It used to be like more one two turn, which isn't that big of a difference. But everybody is feeling the same way that Tommy is and that I am, and are like, well, <laughs> after the top five. I don't know. I'll just take Stefan Diggs. The wide receiver one on the Buffalo Bills cuz I don't like any of these guys. But like that's the consensus now. It doesn't mean I'm not going to I'm I'm going to stop taking him or uh, whatever. But you know what I mean? So this is where it gets interesting. CD goes, Najee goes. Let me uh, zoom this out a smidge so I can see the whole board. I, see, I hate there's See, this is just the absolute nut low, because I do like, I do want to get a little bit of CD AJ Brown. That's interesting. Um, ah, Swift Saqu. I do like Swift. I like Saquon. I'm okay with Aaron Jones. Let me think about this here. Definitely a Debo guy, as you guys know. But we're gonna, I'm gonna pass on Debo here, and I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go DeAndre Swift. As you guys know, I'm a very big fan of the Lions. I'm a very big fan of the Bears Lions game in general. With the overall value, sets me up really nicely um, with an anchor running back, a running back on a team I like, running back with the profile I like, and and uh, etc. On down on down the list. It's unfortunate because you used to, you know, Saquon going Graham takes Saquon at two oh six. We used to be getting. I'm really struggling with Saquon because <clears throat> I have a lot of him. He's one of my highest owned wide receiver. Or <laughs> might as well be a wide receiver. He's one of my highest owned running backs. But it was all from early on, you know, when we were getting him early to mid third or whatever it was. And um, I still want to take him. I'm not gonna. It's not like I'm not gonna take him. And especially in this puppy, good example of a a player not to worry too much about in the puppy is like. His ADP is what it is in the puppy, right? Like, you don't have to deal with it. So I even like almost made this mistake just now, right? I'm so used to drafting in Best Ball Mania or whatever, where you do have to be a little bit cognizant of your your portfolio and the prices you're getting on players as they move. In this, it doesn't matter. The ADPs don't really shift enough in a matter of a week to care. And everybody in this tournament is taking Saquon at the same price, you know, give or take. So, like if you like him, this actually is probably I probably should have taken him. This is probably the right place to take him, as opposed to maybe in Best Ball Mania. Um, let's see here. So is Matthew Berry signing with Spike Week? I can't I can't give away his uh I can't give away I can't give away our big announcements. Uh welcome, John, in at the 101. Who did you take at the 101? Let's see here. JT, JT. I'm curious what you guys are doing with uh, JT versus CMC there now at the 101 now with the Baker. I've seen a lot of uh, CMC as my new 101 takes, which I think is totally fine. Uh, just found it to be interesting. Let's see here. This is where we were all talking in Discord. It just seems easier to click Tebow here. Oh yeah, I agree with that. See, this is this is why I decided actually to not take Kelsey for once. No, I lied. I lied. I lied. I'm gonna take Hollywood because of something else. We'll come back to it. Um, Michael Zimmerman says, I have so much Debo already. I have a good clip of Debo, too. And uh, like Tommy was saying, like like Michael was saying, there it's that weird range, right? Where it's like, I don't know, just give me the superstar wide receiver who clearly has insane upside, both weekly and yearly. We all like Trey Lance, so we can get Trey Lance and uh, stack him up. You obviously don't have to have Trey Lance with them, but De- Debo just feels... Like a guy that I coming into the year, it's it's really funny, the ebbs and flows of this, you know, I mean, it's July now, but I remember drafting, you know, before the Super Bowl or shortly after the Super Bowl or whatever in some of the early contests. and the 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 prevailing thought was like, oh, Debo's gonna regress. And like he probably will. He's not going to have 30 yard rushing touchdowns quite like he did last year. But Debo's also just like awesome at football, and he really wasn't actually a better fantasy asset with the rushing. It was a better fantasy asset, just like being a superstar wide receiver. And uh, excuse me. And so it's like I don't know. I I just feel comfortable taking Debo. Is Debo going to be a first rounder next year? Probably not. Can I lose a little bit on Debo? Sure, maybe. But like I don't know. It, it just feels like a comfy pick in a range that is not comfy at all. And that's a good. That's kind of like a a a good thing, you know. So Kamara goes in the third round. Another interesting uh interesting is a word guy. Gabe, our boy Gabe goes at the 401, 37th overall. Waddle, Pitts, Chubb, and Sutton there. Let me take a look. Oh, damn it. I'm okay with this though. I'm okay. So, uh it's a, it's a slight reach on ADP here but I, you can't put a player on the thumbnail and as a part of your big uh your big strategy and not take him. He wasn't going to come back to me at 56 with an ADP of of, of 50. I mean, George Kittle's not falling to but you know there's a lot of, of uh ways for you to get George Kittle, you know, in this in I mean, obviously his ADP is fifty, getting him here in the early to mid fifth. Obviously, I took him earlier than than that. But like I just feel like we've really jumped the shark on on George Kittle with this with this price. He was a he was a guy I wrote up in the playbook talking about if I'm in the puppy right now, he's a guy I would like to take a stand on. Similarly, if I'm drafting in Best Ball Mania or whatever right now and I'm getting mid-fifth round George Kittle, I'm very much in on that. Um, I, I I just don't think anything really has changed from last year where we were taking him at the 2-3 turn, comfortably taking him at the 2-3 turn. He's still as efficient as ever as a football player at a tight end position that we know we want superstar elite upside and he's a fourth or a fifth round pick and in a, a range, <clears throat> say whatever you want, you know, Terry McLaurin, he's competing with Waller, obviously uh, at the tight end position, but say whatever you want about Terry McLaurin and Jerry, Judy can makers, Deontay, a Rob Metcalf. These are not super strong bets right i like a lot of those guys actually but this isn't there's there's no slam dunks in here there's definitely no slam dunks so uh i don't know I, george kittle is a guy i'm happy to go down with the ship i guess again on uh, on george kittle here so interesting that mahomes and kyler are here nobody at the turn has quarterbacks i don't have a chief I don't think Kyler is going to come back to me and Kyler is one of my guys. I have Kyler uh ahead of Mahomes. I understand some people would probably take Mahomes here. That's not how I roll. Um I'm taking Kyler Murray. And now we're just set up one quarterback, you know, elite quarterback, elite tight end, DeAndre Swift, anchor running back with Devontae Adams. Yeah, I think uh Juju Juju was fine. Amon Ra was fine. Kyler Murray is my quarterback too. <laughs> so, uh, I plan for Kyler, um, to be my highest own quarterback probably mostly because, uh, the, the cost on Trey Lance is probably going to get a little bit prohibitive for him being your highest own quarterback. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really understand the Kyler Murray price kind of the same thing as George Kittle. That's part of why I took uh, Hollywood instead because uh, I can just get that stack so easily with, with Kyler. I really just don't get what the, what the hate is for Kyler. Why does he go? Why does he go where he goes? And now Mahomes fell. So I certainly understand people that, uh, let's take a look, see here, cue up some Devonta Smith. I think Devonta Smith is probably the guy here. I go hot and I go really hot and cold on Devonta Smith. I like him. I absolutely see the case. He's the uh archetype of a player I like second year I mean one Heisman obviously uh high upside profile as a prospect in an offense that we like. high upside offense but I'm I, I'd still just go a little bit back and forth on on him here when you have aj brown and you have dallas goddard and you're a run first team with a quarterback that's a iffy passer i do like jalen hurts too but it's it's uh devonta is a, is probably a guy that um i i certainly do not want to fade and i think that's <clears throat> that's been one of my biggest takeaways from this year last year I was so heavily focused on like these are my guys right obviously Trey Lance was one of my guys which in, t- in turn made the 49ers my guys Darrington Evans was one of my guys etc etc Antonio Gibson whatever was a little more a little too focused you have to have your guys that's just how this game works but I was a little bit too focused on identifying my guys which in turn created fades that I didn't necessarily want to have, and I think I'm a little more focused this year. Again, I certainly have my guys, a handful of guys, but I'm a little bit more focused on who do I want to fade, who do I not want to fade, and Devonta Smith falls into that. I don't, I don't really care if I have over the overweight, whatever. That nonsense, stupid conversation that we have. Are you going to be overweight on this guy? Overweight or underweight? Like, I don't know. I'm going to draft. <laughs> I know I don't want to fade him is what I'm saying. Does that mean I have 5%, 8%, 10%? I have. I don't care, actually. But I know for a fact, because I have my draft IQ up here right now, and uh, I can tell you that uh, I've only drafted Devonta Smith one time. Best Ball Mania Three, and I think that that's a flaw. So uh, yeah. Ooh. ooh, ooh, ooh! I'm gonna click iuk but I think I'm going to hold on a second. I don't, I don't really love AJ Dylan any more than. Uh... Those other guys. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Brandon Ayuk and see. It. This, this is clearly not going to happen. I'm eight picks away, and I'm giving away my, my uh, thoughts here. But my thought was, let's take Ayuk and see if Dylan or Pollard um, will fall. If they don't, it's okay. And they neither of them do. They both go right there at seven uh, ten and seven eleven. But it was uh, just kind of. A gamble. And those are things that I'm willing to do. You know what I mean? Like I talked about this a lot last year where it's like you get to draft 150 teams, people will do silly things like, oh, I'm going to build this crazy team because it's only one. or "I'm uh, It's worth devoting a couple teams to this crazy thing. I actually think that that's a fool's errand. People say that all the time, like, oh, I'm gonna draft this five quarterback team because whatever, it's only a couple of teams. But like in that tournament, you only get 150. And then if you when you start to uh uh quick uh promotion of our Thursday show that I last last Thursday I had with Pat kareem where we start to dive into using draft IQ, our player combinations and stack combinations, and, like actually look at your portfolio, don't just look at the no overall exposure. That's the problem that that comes about when you just say like, Oh, I can just throw away these couple teams on this crazy thing is that you don't actually know what your portfolio looks like when you, when you're, when you're saying that. So uh, here's another guy I'm trying to take right now who is also in the playbook. Another, I think this is the second player of the yeah. Second player of the playbook giving away all the goods of the of the article but kareem hunt um just to finish that thought pat and i talked a lot about you know understanding actually understanding your portfolio and i think this is one of the biggest flaws that exist in best ball drafters now is that people don't actually like going into underdog and looking at your just exposure percentages is you don't actually know what's in your portfolio, right? It would be like uh, running a DFS optimizer and just setting percentages for individual players, not thinking about, not setting any rules, not setting any correlations, not doing anything like that. Just be like, eh, I don't know. I want 25% of this guy and 10% of this guy and 30% of this guy, whatever. And you don't care who they're paired with, right? Right. That's that's what it's like to just go into your exposure page on Underdog and say like, oh yeah, I got this much of this guy, whatever. You actually don't know. And so that's when people throw away teams, you're intentionally hurting your ROI through sheer lack of caring about what's in your portfolio. So that's why we're building some of this stuff because I want to be able to see, because I'm throwing, I'm probably throwing away teams as well. And so the IUC thing was, You can take those gambles while still taking players and teams and structures that make sense to you. And like, I don't know, maybe Pollard or Dylan does fall to me there. I don't know what the percentage was. Certainly when you're doing a stream, the percentage is very low that that's going to happen. If I were drafting by myself, maybe it doesn't, but like, it's fine. I got Kareem hunt instead. Kareem hunt is a guy I'm trying to draft in the puppy because of the Browns backfield situation, not because of Deshaun Watson and such. We don't need to talk about that. I, we're at this point where I think something is eventually going to happen between Dearness and Dearness Johnson and Kareem hunt. One of them has to move. I can't imagine a scenario in which they go in with four running backs on their roster. If they do, it's fine. Kareem hunt, Dearness Johnson existed last year and Kareem hunt went higher than this. And we all liked him and he was, a and he was fine. And Dearness Johnson was fine, right? There are paths to them both being fine, but we've, Totally kicked Kareem Hunt down down the board behind all these other like, you know, contingent value slash one B running backs, which is basically what they all are, right? Dylan, Pollard, Hunt, CEH, etc. They're all like either contingent bets slash, you know, smaller side of a of a timeshare. And uh oof, we are into all oh I, I like Boyd though. I'm down for some I'm down for some uh Tyler Boyd here. We'll do Tyler Boyd. Uh, another reason to hit some of those wide receivers and uh, start Devonte Adams, Hollywood Brown, Devonta Smith, Brandon, I, you can Tyler Boyd, because we've clearly gone on an insane wide receiver run here. Um, anyway, ranted a lot about uh, some of that, some of that stuff, but it's something I'm like, it's the new thing. You know, you, you go through so many drafts over the course of the offseason, you latch on to certain things at different times. And one that I'm latched onto right now is like this idea of like I need to actually understand my portfolio. Just looking at my exposure page on Underdog is not helpful. I need I you need to know the player combinations. You need to know what your actual stacks look. Like. Even just saying I have X percent of Cardinal stacks doesn't tell you. I, even just saying I have X percent of Cardinals Week 17 game stacks with Atlanta doesn't tell you what are the combinations. Like, what are the actual physical player combinations? You have Kyler Murray with Hollywood Brown and Kyle Pitts. Awesome. That, like, how many? One? One out of 150? You're like, that's it. That's, uh, Kyler's my highest-owned quarterback. Hollywood's one of my highest-owned wide receivers. Pitts is one of my highest-owned tight ends. And then you go when you look, and you have two of, across 150 teams, you have two of those three players. That can happen. Trey Lant, it, it happened. I talked about it on Thursday with Pat. Some of my highest owned players, I have them. Com- I I don't have them combined, or I barely have them combined. Oh man, I like some of these running backs. I can't believe Aaron. Aaron. It's so funny. Uh, I do like some of these running backs. <sighs> I hate you guys making me take running backs. I'm gonna take Melvin here though. Obviously, if I like Javante, which I like Javante a lot more, I like Melvin as well. He's a very different bet, but a bet I still like to make uh, in the in the 10th round here. And I just think we'd reached this wide receiver range that, like, if I get locked out of McColl, Jarvis Landry, Jacoby Myers, Jamison Crowder, even Jamison Williams, who I obviously love, if I get locked out of those guys, uh, I think I'm going to be okay um okay anyway you guys have heard me rant about a lot of that stuff now let's hit some of the comments (laughs) yeah Uh, omar says a ton of people play dfs like that which is like true and also why there's still an edge exists like in large field tournaments uh it's where the people that are bad at this play and they play like that right like go play the thunderdome nobody's making a bad team go play the millie and there's people that are just like i don't know i want 20 percent of this guy and 40 percent of this guy whatever and they don't like make any rules they don't you know they there's no actual uh uh deep level thinking on their teams let's see um there was a question on godwin right Oh yeah. Oh, it was Omar was asking kind of out of left field, but thoughts on Godwin while talking about guys in that range. Yeah. It's interesting because, uh, sorry, I had the board all screwed up here. I was out on, this is like a, a, I'm going to take a W and an L at the same time. The W is I was out on Godwin at the old cost. And I saw some, and like you start to question it because you see some people that you trust, some sharp people that are taking Chris Godwin at the old whatever fourth or fifth round cost that he was. And uh, I was out on it because I, I, um, from listening to people much smarter than me, this is not like my injury take. From listening to people much smarter than I am about this kind of thing, it's like he's like a really strong bet to like miss a lot of time. Chris Godwin was, and so. You know, I, I feel from the W side is I feel good about that because I feel vindicated that I was right that he would, you know, fall. Um, I am back on the clock here. I really like Rashad White and I really hate everybody else. So we're going to take Rashad White. Um, if you can, if you can, uh, if you can uh, bet against Leonard Fournette. I'm totally down to do that. I was told Leonard Fournette makes everybody stupid. So I hope that's okay that I took Rashad white, but, um, uh, Leonard Fournette does pretty much make everybody stupid, but in different ways. Um, uh, a really funny tagline from Josh. Uh, I totally agree with him. The Leonard Fournette makes everybody stupid, but like in so many different ways, that's why it was such a perfect tagline. Like it's so funny. Um, but now so anyway, do take the W on Chris Godwin because like right you feel vindicated you're like I was I was I was right. I was right. He was overpriced. he's gonna he's a high probability bet to miss time and then like now he's really falling like really really falling and maybe we get a little bit of word of optimism. Was it bullshit you know which it probably was bullshit beat reporter speculation that really doesn't mean anything about where he lands and the coaches don't re- aren't really saying anything predictive about where where he is in his recovery and stuff probably but you start to get at least a little bit of positive sentiment um and now I do think he's a guy I am pretty interested in pretty interested in good lord man i definitely i think i <laughs> running there are wide receivers Got really bad. We're definitely going to have to go Jahan Dotson here. I thought about Tua. If I had any any Dolphins, um, I would take Tua. And I thought about Tua with... A, this was the problem. I thought about like, ah oh, we could double tap Tua and Gasecki there to get a little Tua stack, but I just didn't think it would ever work. And I'm not really interested in taking Cedric Wilson late. I mean, I, I know some people might take him or whatever, but that's not for me. If Tua Cedric Wilson is the winning stack in in this puppy tournament, then, I mean, I'm down to lose. It's fine. I'm betting against much higher probability bets than Tua Cedric Wilson. Let's see here. <clears throat> Gage above. Bollock says, gauge above Godwin makes sense in a cumulative format like drafters. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Omar says on DK uh i believe he is going uh above draft kings is a wild beast wild wild beast uh dakota says uh to omar he's been drafting so much more on dk i have as well dakota um let's see here hey shout out to you dakota says i like eric stepping stone video talking about Talks about taking ideas from different industries and using them for best ball. That is my life, brother. And like I well, sorry, I guess Dakota could technically be a female name. Uh, that is my life, Dakota. Like my sick brain. So I don't <clears throat> I've talked about this a lot. I don't listen to a lot of fantasy football content. By now, I've consumed so much and read so much and listened to the the people that I trust that like I know who. I pretty much know who Leone likes, Crane likes, Overset likes, Rebar likes, Silva likes. I'm missing people: Gretch, Siegel. There's more, right? Tons. Of, uh, I like to listen to Jacob, who is here, who's in this draft, who's here in the chat. You know, there's others, right? There's a big group of whatever uh, of people that I like to listen to. The people in the Discord, uh, Hacker who who builds our tools, uh, JXP who's in the chat. You know, so like, there's a lot of people I like to listen to. Uh, Jonathan Fuller, who writes for us. Whatever, right? There's a ton of people I like to listen to, but by this point, I already know like what those people think and what... who? Let me think about this here. This is either Tyrion Davis-Price or Kenny Gainwell territory because Marvin Jones, Corey Davis, Alec Pierce, or Gerald Everett, but I'm... Um... Let's take let's take Kenny Gainwell, and uh, I have a I think I have quite a bit more uh, TDP. Let me look. Tyrion. Doo, doo, doo. Sorry, you guys are getting to listen to me search in Draft IQ. No, okay, air about even. I was wrong talk uh this is where you're supposed to understand your portfolio (laughs) and i thought i had more davis price than uh uh than gainwell and i have them about i have them about even uh okay dakota is a dude dakota high t that's it his your name is dakota t and youtube needs to be dakota high t that's the only way i would know um Yeah, name all the snubs. Felix snubbed, Silas snubbed, Spag snubbed. all people that I uh I uh I I do like and listen to and want to hear their opinions, except Rob. I don't listen to Rob. Rob tells me that Trey Lance is a backup, He's a backup quarterback. He doesn't count. Um, I am gonna take Noah Fant here. He's a guy I'm trying to get a little bit more of. Again, a, a price I really like. Um, in a range I really like. And I've taken George Kittle already. I hope they don't have the same buy because people don't get mad at me. But feeling pretty good. Um, I, li- I like to, generally speaking, when I'm building a team like this, which is super balanced, right? Uh, an anchor running back, elite tight end, and elite quarterback with Devontae Adams. So I basically have an anchor at every position, right? Elite quarterback, elite wide receiver, elite running back elite tight end. I generally lean more towards like a two, six, eight, two structure structure. So I'll, I'll toss on some hopefully stacked shitty late round quarterback here. But then like whatever that last round pick is right. I'm done at tight end. Whatever that last round pick is, whether I end with five running backs or six, I don't, it doesn't matter. Talked about that last week too. Like, it doesn't, matter. it really doesn't matter. People love to pretend like what's your two, six, eight, two or two, five, nine, two. It's like, it doesn't, fight. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. Whoever makes more sense on that team. I don't know who's going to, by the time we get there, I don't know who's going to make more sense. It might make more sense with a, I mean, Nico just went in the 14th round, which is pretty fucking crazy. Speaking of Felix, uh, Felix would be proud that Nico just went in the 14th round. But, um, you know, sometimes it makes more sense to do uh, Davis Mills and Nico or Davis Mills and Brevin Jordan. Brevin Jordan's a bad example in this uh, uh, theoretical situation. But uh, when you <laughs> – I just missed this. Rob, Rob says, when you say Trey Lance is a backup, I appear I appear in chat. Bullock. I'm not even going to pull up the other names. Liam was snubbed. I agree. Uh, we're not going to pull up the other names that you mentioned, though. We're not trying to be disrespectful. Only to Rob. Only to Rob. <laughs> no, I didn't shit on anybody. It was actually the opposite. <laughs> I was trying to talk about the fact that uh, by this point in the, the like, um, it is kind of funny because I tweeted about this, and the people seem to like this tweet, that, like, We've been drafting so long and like my process of like player evaluation and everything is like done. I'll make tweaks here and there, but generally speaking, I know what players I like. I know what offenses I like. I know what, where my rankings are going to be generally speaking because I've already listened to all the smart people. I've done my process and I've listened to the people that I trust. And so we've reached this point and it's like, I don't know. I I don't want to read your thread about why, Kyle Pitts is a breakout candidate tight end. Like I fucking know, dude. Like I knew in March or February. I I mean, I knew a long time ago before then we all did. We're all best ball players. We've been drafting these teams for forever. We, 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 you don't need to tell us Kyle Pitts is a breakout tight end, a superstar tight end or whatever. Like stop, like stop that. Um, there is shit. We're running low. Okay. Quarterback is fine. I think, um, I'm reaching like wildly for a guy here because he's a player also in... I, honestly, what's the... Pardon my French. What's the fucking difference between Isaiah McKenzie and Hamler, Samuel, Julio, Kendrick Bourne, whatever? Um, and if I get one of those guys uh, next, I think that's totally, totally fine. But Isaiah McKenzie is another guy in the Puppy 2 playbook that I'm trying to, trying to smash in drafts right now. Also, for for my week seventeen bros, little Tyler Boyd Isaiah McKenzie action in this team. Let's see here. Also have uh. Also actually have a not a horrible secondary stack set up here, which I'm like. This is the thing that's both good and bad about best ball is there's like an, a actually a pretty good secondary stack I have set up here that like totally has just come together. And, um, like, I'm kind of, like, in a disturbing way excited about it. And, like, on one hand, it's, like, that's good. Like, it's good to be, to get the positive vibes flowing. And on the other hand, it's, like, once you see who the name is and, like, this made you happy on a Monday afternoon, that probably means you're living a really fucking sad life. If that, like, you were, like, ooh, yes, yes. This is a good team because I did this. It's actually bad. It's, that's a really bad sign. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, so many engagement farmers. It is. Uh, oh man, this is very good. Dakota says Eric B. The B stands for Big Snubber. I like that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Rob, uh, next video you post, I would like for my uh, name to be Big Snubber. So here's another, duh, duh, don't scold me, the reaching bros. We're getting the Carson Wentz, Jahan Dotson stack. And Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Washington, Cleveland. Week 17. BB. Don't tell that one to Hayden because he said you're not supposed to draft running backs as bring backs. But when Carson Wentz throws for five tutties to Jahan Dotson and Kareem Hunt catches 12 passes as the bring back, Jacoby Brissett check down city. Hayden will be eating his words. Hey, yo, shh, bullock. Sip it. The hot dogs weren't enough. But yes, we're gonna schedule. I also I owe I owe Rob some other content. Rob, I got your Slack message. I ignored you because I've been working on other things. But yes, we're gonna figure out what we're doing. The Hot Wing Challenge. Um, <laughs> Alex, is this Wentz ever th- ever thrown for five TDs? I don't believe so. But the funny thing about that is, I remember uh, the Carson Wentz like MVP year. He didn't obviously win the MVP, but he was. If you remember, this is a long time ago. He was. Before he blew up, but he blew out his knee that year because he's a psychopath madman running around all over the field. Um, he really hasn't been the same since. But he was crushing. What year was that? We got to look that up. It was a Super Bowl year, right? Because wasn't that when uh, Foles took him to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he, so he finished third. He played 13 games. He finished third in MVP voting. He made the Pro Bowl. He in 13 games, he threw for 3,300 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, hold on. He ran, he was running back then too. He ran for 300 yards back then. He was literally, he was literally, uh, yes, it was, it was 2017, David 17. Of course, Rob was the only one to guess 18 and everybody else was correct. And it was 17. Um, yeah, he was awesome. MVP Carson Wentz, camo sleeve season. <clears throat> David says, Wentz got me to my. Oh, shit, I'm on the clock. Damn, you guys picked those fast. Okay. I can running back or wide receiver here. Ooh, I do like Jerick McKinnon and I like Dont'a Foreman. And I really don't like wide receivers here. Uh, we're I'm going to take. Mc- I have uh, quite a bit more Foreman than McKinnon. Anytime I can bet against Clyde Edwards-Helaire, I feel like that's. Uh, a reasonable thing to do. Now, I do need to actually get out ahead of this, and I will come back to uh, see. I, I'm not. I'm not really in on Marlon Mack. I understand people that understand the case, but like, I'm trying to win a big basketball tournament, and you're telling me that the Texans timeshare, like g- he's guaranteed to be a timeshare running back. He's not going to be a workhorse. The Texans timeshare running back, who is old, has been hurt is going to be the key to me in December and January, winning a bunch of money over like, trust me, Jerick McKinnon doesn't exactly uh, fit that archetype either. However, he literally was last year <laughs> and he, he he's also on the chiefs. It's like, honestly, if, Mar- if Marlon Mack and Jerick McKinnon switch places, I would probably draft Marlon Mack because guess what? One is on the chiefs and one is on the Texans. And so if I'm going to break ties, between those two guys, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh... Alex spelled Damian Pierce wrong. Yeah, thirty minutes. I I talked about him for three minutes. Oh, here I'm gonna I'm gonna take this guy just for Rob, and you know why? When Kyler, when Kyler throws three touchdowns to Hollywood and Brian zero upside Edwards comes back on the other side and catches two from Desmond Ritter who has come in because the Falcons are two and 15 or whatever, two and 13, 14. I don't know. One of those. And I win the puppy too with my Carson Wentz. Look at this. This is how you draft the team, by the way. I didn't get any bears to go with my DeAndre Swift. So I've left the week 17 bros down. This is a good team. <laughs> Jacob says, if Josh thinks Ertz Algier is bad, just wait for the Brian Edwards bring back. I mean, I'm pretty certain. I don't I don't know about the fantasy football constitution or bill of rights or whatever, but if you like AJ Green and you like Terrace Marshall and you like a bunch of dusty dudes like that, you're really not allowed to say anything about 18th round Brian Edwards. Like I'm pretty I'm pretty certain that that's that that's what that means. I'm I'm pretty certain, but um, I don't know I don't know for sure. I'm not a legal expert. Yeah, all the Falcons wide receivers are redundant. That's why they're all the same. Drake London goes in the eighth round. Brian Edwards goes in the 18th round. I'm not... Uh, uh, let's, pull up, let's pull up the board here. Okay. Refreshing. It's not working. Um, Let's see here. Just my second puppy. I'm not drafting a ton of these. I'm not drafting in Like I said, I've been on DraftKings. Um, interesting that Austin Hooper didn't get Austin Hooper and Donta Foreman didn't get picked. Samir White didn't get picked. De'Ernest didn't get picked. I actually like, um, obviously, you saw me take Kareem Hunt here. I actually like taking Hunt and De'Ernest. Obviously, it's not ideal if they're on the, if they're, here's a, here's, you want to talk about some Galaxy Brain shit. Here's a Galaxy Brain take. People won't, People don't like to take handcuffed running backs. Now you have a second string running back and a third string running back on the same team. People are never, ever, ever going to take Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson. But the upside bet for, for each player individually is that one of them gets traded and they are on separate teams. So you actually, in fact, are better off taking them on the same team because that is where their ceiling case comes from. And it's unique. uniqueness and uh, uncertainty and upside, all the stupid-ass keywords that we're supposed to talk about. John, John, you were the – yes, John's the – oh, John, you got a red badge. There's no roasting – we don't roast red badges around here. JT Anchor JT with the Chargers uh, double dip at the 2-3 turn. At least you didn't overpay for the Chargers wide receivers. They're not like the most overpriced wide receivers in the pool or anything. Uh, or draft Allen Robinson, uh, the wide receiver, ninety-one last year in the in the fourth round. Didn't overpay for him. Brees Hall, Hunter Hunter Renfro. I mean, uh, Devonte Adams and Darren Waller are on the team. There's only one football. Uh, Allen Lazard, seven oh one, the seven oh one. Allen Lazard. I, I feel like that doesn't really even need any more uh, elaboration. Tyler Lockett, are you aware that Russell Wilson isn't there and they haven't traded for a quarterback? In that, you know, Tyler Lockett probably doesn't have an awesome uh, connection with Drew Locke and Geno Smith. At least you got naked Dak Prescott. So that's good. No stack with him. That should work well. Aaron Rodgers, you know, he definitely really cares about football still. Not, um, COVID and eating clay and whatever else he's doing. Nicole Hardman is certainly not uh, proven to be bad at the NFL level. Pat, Pat Fryermuth um, has either Miss Trubisky or the smallest hand quarterback in the NFL throwing him the ball. Robert Tunyon, hey, you know, at least you got the stack with Rodgers from a guy who's never caught passes and is coming off blowing out his knee. Gus Edwards, another guy blowing out his knee. Khalil Herbert is uh, Tristan Ebner's backup on the Bears. Daryl Williams is uh, Eno Benjamin's backup on the Cardinals. Ryan Tannehill has wide receiver one, is geriatric Robert Woods, and a kid who can't play football because he has asthma. And Kyle Phillips is literally not going to make the Titans. Awesome team, dude. Anybody else? I didn't think so. I'm kidding. Obviously, I don't mind that team. I mean, that's not a lot of my that's not a lot of guys that I draft, but uh, it was fun to kind of uh talk through. Michael says, aside from my doom scroll to Herbert when I had McLaurin queued, I like my squad out of the 11 hole. Okay, 11 spot Travis Kelsey at 11 is nice. Travis Kelsey and CD, you took CD from the 101. Uh, Nick Chubb, I mean, always good to draft a guy who doesn't catch passes in a Jacoby Brissett offense. Justin Herbert, yeah, unstacked Justin Herbert, always good. Elijah Moore, Russell. Ah, oh, you were the guy that chat was uh, making fun of for drafting Russell Gage in uh, at the six o two. Sorry. I think that's the <laughs> 60 second overall. <laughs> Look, I, the, the, the people that I obviously, as you guys know, I'm a little, I side a little bit more with, I do a little bit of content with the ship chasing type community, Peter, Pat, Gretch, um, Davis, all that kind of stuff. Right. I actually am more pro Russell Gage then, and you even heard if you listen to Stealing Bananas, you even heard Gretsch recently, I don't know what they were, if it was the projection show or whatever it was, when uh, when they when they uh, uh, talked through Russell Gage, Ben was even like, ah, I had to give Gage a little bit more credit. I, I I have been a little bit more pro Russell Gage than than like everybody that I like listen to in fantasy football. But Russell Gage at 62nd overall is pretty fucking insane. <laughs> He's still Russell Gage. <laughs> uh, oh. um, Tony Pollard, I like that. Traylon Burks has asthma. Cordell, pa- Cordell, Cordell Patterson, did you know this is half point, half point PPR? And they they got uh, they got Algier. Rondale Ron Moore is uh, do two yard, <laughs> do two yard catches uh, go well for uh, for underdog scoring? N- not scoring touchdowns and catching two yard passes. It's probably a pretty good tenth round pick. Damian Pierce. I mean, we just fucking talked about Marlon Mack. At least you got a timeshare Texans running back in the tenth round, eleventh round. That'll go really well. Uh, buying the top on Josh Palmer, no big deal. Tyrion Davis Price, Trey Sermon's back up in the thirteenth round. Nice Zach Wilson. I mean, I feel like we definitely don't even need to get into uh, to 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 the Zach Wilson thing, right? I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna go down that road. I don't have a great I don't have a great joke, but he he uh probably not building team camaraderie considering he's probably one of your younger players. Um you know, Russell Gage's wife should probably be on the lookout for your QB two here. Wandale is uh about five foot six. Brevin Jordan. I mean, at least you correlated Brevin Jordan with the worst possible correlation on the Texans. Devin DuVernay. What the fuck? Why are people drafting Devin DuVernay? Can someone tell me why people are drafting Devin DuVernay? That is he going to touch the field? He doesn't play on the outside. He's a slot receiver and a punt returner. They drafted all these tight ends. They've got Nick Boyle back, and they have Rashad Bateman on the outside. He's, like, never going to play, and people are taking him. Like, James Prochet and Tylan Wallace are going to play wide receiver for the Ravens, and they're going to play a bunch of tight ends and running backs. Chris Evans. I like Chris Evans. Yeah, that was a good – that was a very good meme. The uh, Mormon – more moms. The Drake – drake meme with the mormon more moms really good okay um i'm tired now from uh the saucing i think silas asked about uh scott fishbowl and i am on deck oh baby hold on i'll share my uh i can share my scott fishbowl uh screen really fast got fishbowl that background is just so bad uh so i'm picking 10th the ninth pick is up just just came on the you know relatively recently just came on the uh on on the clock go fuck yourself i'm not going to eat a hot dog i'm literally literally never ever gonna eat a hot dog again in my life and i can assure you there's many things that i probably um could do okay discussing that i i I value my job, and I value um, what what we got going on here. I would prefer that the powers that be. I talk a lot. Of, I talk about a lot of stupid shit for a living. That's what I get paid to do. I fucking ate a bunch of hot dogs while doing a ball draft. Talking about someone sleeping with older women, and um, and all of that is a road that can only lead to trouble only lead to trouble for me so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and uh and avoid that um i'm i'm just trying to i'm just i'm just trying to show you you don't need it's the we're fucking eight picks in you don't uh you don't need to see the grid view i agree definitely leave the uh the uh i'll I'll let everybody else talk about the zach wilson stuff there's some funny little jokes here and there but i'm not really trying to get into all that it is funny though. It is very funny. You know what else is funny is that the 108 took Derrick Henry in this uh in my Scottish bowl. And it's kind of crazy that uh, uh, we were talking in the in the Discord that I was hoping for uh, I'm going to pull it up really fast. Let <clears throat> like my like one of my last messages was like uh Lamar and Kyler and Russ are all still there and I'm going to get one of them. Or hurts, I think hurts too. And now it's like, well, now I'm gonna get one of Lamar or Kyler in in, uh, in the what the what the fuck does this mean, Adam? I don't know what that means. You sound tight, like when I was young, tight was like cool, dope, or whatever. I'm not sure if that's still the thing. I'm old now, so I don't know if that's like what that means. If it is, thank you yeah fly as willis says fly dope tight fresh uh whatever all the other stupid things we said when i was younger um but i haven't heard someone say that in a while so i felt offended initially anyway you guys have put up with me um you guys have put up with me enough off the off the chain. Yeah, off the chain. Uh, just follow whatever Josh does. He has all the answers when it comes to uh, Scott Fishbowl ADP. Yep. And again, if you're in Scott Fishbowl or you're interested in uh, just kind of what's going on, Josh ADHD, also give him a follow at Josh underscore ADHD on Twitter. Built the app for Scott Fishbowl. Seeing literally every pick that gets made is in there. All sorts of cool insights. So really, it's a really cool... Um, contest and uh, what Josh put together is awesome for uh, seeing kind of like what a lot, you know, 2,500 or 3,000 different people, half people that work in the space, half fans or whatever. It's a, it's a, it's really interesting to follow. Um, I will, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to, I might join Rob tomorrow uh, for the football show. Tuesdays is the spike week football show. I might join Rob tomorrow. We'll see. Feeling feeling frisky after uh, after after today's uh, <laughs> after today's today's show, but um, if I'm not back, obviously you will see Rob tomorrow. I have a guest booked for Best Ball Bros on Wednesday. I think you guys will enjoy that person. And we're we're back into this this groove. I mean, uh, sixty days. I think it is sixty days or so until football, give or take. Um, so it's 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 getting close. It's getting close. Sixty day, however many drafts you want to do, think about the fact that you only have sixty days to do them, and then do the math on how many you have to do per day. It's gonna make it's gonna make you sick because it's making me sick. But um, I might see you guys tomorrow. You're definitely gonna see Rob tomorrow. I'll see you guys later this week. Have a good uh, rest of your Monday.